Praise the Lord. I praise God tonight for his presence in my life and for the mere fact that when Jesus comes, he actually takes the gloom away. <laughs> it's not gloop, it's gloom. <laughs> Amen. One man sat alone Beside the highway begging His eyes were blind The light Touched his reins and he shivered in in the shadows. Then Jesus came and he made.
praise the Lord. I give an honor to God for being here tonight, for his love, his kindness, and many multitude of blessings has shown upon me. Thank you. Uh, today, I, I went back to the doctor. I was scheduled for an appointment at 9.30 this morning, and I went to present a letter to my doctor that I had failed that God had gave me to write unto him. And when I got there, I had the blood work did. And the lady had asked me a question that she, the nurse, that she had never asked me in the beginning. When she did the blood work, she asked me after the blood work did, I want her to order the treatment. I told her no. And she asked me again, did I want, did I want her to order the treatment? And I told her no. I said, I need to talk to my doctor. I got something I need to present to him. And she said, well, she kept looking at me. She said, well, you must know something that we don't know. I said, yes, I know something you don't know. I said, maybe, you know, you can read the letter from the doctor. I went in the back, waiting on the doctors to come in. He came in. I told him that in due respect to him being my doctor, would he please read this? He opened the letter. He read the letter. And he really, like, scanned through the letter. Then he told me, he said, well, I got faith, too. But it's just like saying that I'm going to jump out of the airplane without a parish, parish right. And that God, you know, just saying that God has saved me. And he went on, and I said, no, it's not like that. That's why I wrote the letter to explain it to you. And he went on, and, he's, and he went on. And uh, he wanted, and I was studying about the x-ray, and he said, why would, you know, why would I want to take the x-ray? I said, to prove to you there's nothing there. And he told me that, I said, well, you told me it would take about two and a half months for the condition, for the chemo to move the condition away. Then he, he really contradicted himself. He said that, you know, if I take an x-ray now anyway, it probably already melted away. But I said, you said it'd take about two and a half months. He still, you know, want give me permission for an x-ray. I went on and I forgot to tell Bishop this part and I wanted him to give me a date since he had contradicted himself. I said, well, well about 12 months, when do you want me to come back? He didn't, he didn't give me a date. He kept, kept on putting me off. He, like, he had a friend that had taken chemo and it, and it went something for 13 years. He just wouldn't give me an x-ray. He kept on saying, he said, well, um, he told me that, um, did I want to go to radiation? I said, no, I don't want to go to radiation, nor do I want to go with chemo. And he, you know, what I can understand, if he wanted me to go to radiation now, why did he want me to go to radiation in the beginning? And I went to tell Bishop what he said, and he told me, and he read the letter, he kept pulling on the letter, he got the letter back again. He said, um, I said, well, you know, God worked through his servant. He went through the letter, he asked me, you know, who was that? I said, Bishop Coleman. And he said, do you mind if I call him? I said, no, I don't mind if you call him. And he said that, uh, did he tell you not to take the chemo? I said, no, he didn't tell me not to take the chemo. I said, that was a decision that I made. Be it unto me, my, be it unto me, thank you, Jesus. Be it, unto, be it unto my faith. And he went on and, you know, I don't know whether he got bishop today or not, but he told me, he said, you're making a big mistake. He said, you're making a big mistake. He said, you got cancer. 
He, he went on. He didn't want to. Then he, he went out. He called his nurse in. He told her, he called her, he said, Pam, come here. He called in the room. He was puzzled. He, I disturbed him. The letter disturbed him. She read the letter a little bit. She went out in the hallway, stood for a few seconds, came back in. She was disturbed. You know, I just, and he went on. He just kept saying, saying things over and over again. But you know, I'm so glad. I'm just so glad that I'm, hallelujah, that I'm, hallelujah. I'm just so glad that I build my faith up in Jesus Christ. I'm just so glad that I'm not depending on man. Because this man was disturbed, saints. He don't know what to do with himself. I said, well, this letter is for you to keep. You know, he got the letter, he folded it up, put it up by his records. And that's what he left me with. And, you know, I wanted the man, I mean, I just, I just went, he just won't give me an x-ray. But you know, it's just like he, would just, he just contradicted himself. He got to stuttering. And I'm talking about a doctor, a professional man. He got to stuttering. He grabbed him. He just, he, the man just didn't know what to do with himself. And so, you know, I just left him with that. I went on out. I said, well, at least you'll flush this port once a month. He said, yes, we'll do that. But he kept on. He said, would you like to get uh, another doctor? I said, no, I don't need another doctor. But, you know, he just didn't want to accept what I wrote to him. He just, he just didn't want to accept it. Hallelujah. But what is done is done. Hallelujah. You didn't really catch that in a testimony, I don't think. What I wanted you to really catch is that when she was asking him to give her a x-ray where it could prove that everything was over where he said it would take two months. Now he said it's probably already has been melted away. You see? Amen. So that's what I'm saying, that if he had went on and uh, he still would have been claiming something different. Amen. That's the reason the Bible still states when God gets ready to work, he seals the hand of every man where that you will know God and God alone done the work. Amen. That's the most part that I wanted you to catch is that two months you got to take it. It'll take it that long or longer. And now he stated today that it's probably already melted and gone. See, amen. We thank God for doing what he have already done. And we thank God for his great, great power that I preached on Sunday. That God may help us now to receive the full benefit. The full benefit of this lesson. The Lord spoke to my heart so today until I had to stop several times and just listen to what the Lord had to say. You know, the Lord really preached to me Y'all ain't listening over there. He preached to me. Not only did he preach to me, he showed me 
many things that I wasn't aware of. I'm like Jeremiah that it made me weep because of the things the Lord brought before me and because that so many of us is coming so short, very short of the thing that God requires of us. We're saved, at least we say we are. Now he said, teach them to observe all things. The Holy Ghost means nothing if you don't know what's right. It means nothing if you don't know what to do. It means nothing if you don't obey it. It means nothing if you don't let it control us. Many of us, I'm not including everybody, but many of us, don't love the Lord. Now you can say like the disciple, Lord, is it I? Am I one of the ones? Or am I among the number that don't love you? When the Lord got through spreading things out, I had to take inventory first on myself. For I am number one. Not because I'm a pastor, but because I'm me. And I want to be saved. As the message was Sunday night, And Ella Robinson underlined that. He put emphasis on, I want to be saved. Amen. I don't know about you, but I want to be saved. The only way that I can be saved, number one, I must have the Holy Ghost. Oh, yes. I'm not talking about think I got it. And the Holy Ghost ain't nothing that turns on and turns off. The Holy Ghost isn't something that sometime up and sometime down. The Holy Ghost is something to give you power. Hallelujah. And I'm not talking about the type of power that you will are reach out with faith and say my body's healed. That's good. But I'm talking about power to overcome. Power to obey God's word. Amen. We don't love the Lord. Now I'm going to prove to you 
That is a blessing in itself. Just to be in God's house. Oh yes. When the Lord carried me back to this portion of scripture and what we went over Sunday, then he carried me farther than that. There's two parts to this Bible class tonight. And number one, we will bring it. I asked on Sunday night, from Sunday morning to Sunday night, where do you be? God didn't give nobody time to be off or out. He don't issue no follows. The house of the Lord is where the Lord is. Not where you want to be. For your time is not God's time. If you want to be blessed, find yourself around or in the house of God. God can speak to you in his house when he won't dare to speak to you no other place. Now I didn't say he won't but I'm talking about in his house. Samuel was in God's house. He loved God's house so much so until he made God's house his home. He slept in it. Eli was there, of course. But I'm talking about somebody that was a servant of God and started out very young. Now to serve God, it means a lot. The Lord started me out like this. And then I thought on last night, and then I thought again. We are not the type of people that we used to be. Some of you don't know about it. If I would ask the question, how many know that God is good? No doubt every hand will be raised. Who all God is good to? No doubt every hand is raised. The Lord has saved us. Thousands and thousands of dollars since we've been saved. And we are ungrateful. Most of us got more now than we ever had in our lives, including education. You could have been a dope addict. Amen. You didn't have to be where you are and who you are. It was because of God's concern and because of God's love towards you. He brought us through. He brought us to where we are now and we are ungrateful. 
Some don't have when they come to the house of the Lord. Some want to do their own thing. Watch me, I'm coming around. We want to please ourselves. The Bible said forsake not to assemble yourselves together and he don't mean just on Sunday morning. You that miss Sunday night, you missed a treat. If you don't believe it, you get a tape. You missed a treat. Both saint and sinner. You missed a treat. The Lord said that they want to charge me for everything. Everything we do now, we put a price tag on it. We want to charge. We want to charge. We want to charge for cooking in the fellowship hall. We want to charge for picking up paper. We want to charge everything and for everything. Nobody want to do nothing free for him. Is that love? When the church is trying to get up to be able to operate, we threaten God. Everybody want to raise. Now this is hard for me to bring, but I got to say it because <laughs> the Lord placed it on my heart. What kind of a people are we? If I don't get a raise, if I don't get thus or so, I leave it. I think the church ought to be the last thing, the last place or whatever it is that we charge. I know everybody got to make a living. But you don't look at the church as looking at no like you look at no other organization. This is the Lord's business. And you can't tell me that you love God when you want to charge God for everything you do. You say, Lord, I, I'm going up. <laughs> Amen. Because you ain't done enough for me. You want to be used? God said, this is why so many is not being used. You don't stay around the church. You don't work around the church. As I said before that Samuel was brought up in the church. He was there to serve the priests. Whatever the priest needed or wanted, Samuel was there to wait on it. He didn't care how many times a night he broke his rest. He was there. I've never read where he said, look, old man, I'm sleepy. 
I'm tired. He didn't do that. But with such calmness, such kindness, didn't you call me? With the same thing replied back, no. Go back, my son, and lay down. Think about it. Just about the time that Samuel probably dozed off to sleep, he heard the voice again. Samuel, Samuel, just a boy. I want you to visit, I want you to visualize. And I believe that he got up and he ran saying, yes, did you call me? No, I didn't call you. Go back and lay down. He didn't get impatient. He didn't get upset. Sometimes we miss it. Now, I, I, I know and you know, and now you can put me in there. Old folks can be worse. <laughs> I don't think I'm talking about nobody in here, you know. Uh, uh, but old folks can be worse. They can be a nuisance. Come on. And you got to have patience with them. Sometimes they say things and they forget they said it. They lay things down and they forgot where they put it. And some of us do that too, though. But it went back to Samuel again. The name. Samuel. He got out of his bed again and he ran to Eli. Say yes. You called me? No. I didn't call you. Now this is a young boy. Never had no experience with God as far as God speaking to him. As I said, he was a servant to Eli, the priest. Now Eli was in enough trouble because what he had allowed to happen in God's house. Sometimes we overlook things that we are nearly supposed to see. And we take things very lightly. I want you to please try to understand why that God passed by so many and you don't know and maybe pick somebody way out there. Why did he pick you out from all your brothers and 
sisters or your mother or your dad or your kid people, uncles and aunts. And why did he do it? You testifies that. Why did he say me? Because God saw something in you he didn't see in your brother or your sisters. He saw you being faithful and loyal to him. God wants somebody loyal. God wants somebody, first of all, to love his house. Do you love God's house? Or do you get sick of coming here? Would that be somewhere else? Rather than to come to God's house, would you rather stay at home and watch TV? Would you rather entertain company there? Would you rather go somewhere else to some church? Well, I'm going to tell you, God ain't everywhere. Huh? And God told me not to straighten the hand of an evildoer. God is everywhere, but he ain't in every church. Hmm? And I don't want to be found being a supporter of something that God has never set his approval upon. There's some people God can't use. There's some people he can't use because they are sinners. The Bible speaks of sinners in Zion. Come on. There are sinners in Zion. There are sinners in the church. There are wicked people in the church. There are disobedient people in the church. There are selfish people in the church. There are mean people, cruel people, jealous people in the church. God can't use us. Selfish. And some probably has rose above the priests. I was told one day no I won't say that yet there are some that is anxious there's some that's on the waiting list there are some that is ready to receive what God has for them God want to use a lot of you but you is in your own way and the devil know what it takes to get you out of God's way I'm not thinking about a greater Bethlehem temple I'm not thinking about a PC of AF. I'm not thinking about organization. I'm thinking about the church of God.
coming together being one. How many followers do Billy Graham have? When he come into a city, all the Baptist people closes up. I want you to hear me. That means strength. That means unity. That means power. Whatever kind it is, they're there. They will come from miles. 50 miles, 100 miles is nothing. To attend that meeting. We are so selfish. A little church over here, over there, and all around. But we don't care what's going on in town. We're going to do our own thing and we ain't going to take down. How can God help us when we are so divided? We ourselves at Greater Bethlehem Temple, we are not united. God said, I dare to get on one accord and see God's power, how it will penetrate in this place here. Some of you are so far away from God until you don't recognize the spirit of God when it comes. You so far away from God until you got so much doubt in your mind when it comes to talking about God's divine healing. Hallelujah. But I'm not trying to show you from that point. For we can talk about that later. I'm talking about getting close to God. I'm talking about being obedient. How many really want to be used by God? You don't need to raise your hand, but how many really want to be used by God? Who is there on God's waiting list to be used, Lord? If you want a minister, here am I. I want to qualify myself and conduct myself, but you don't make yourself nothing. God has to do it. You don't know what you can do if you got God with you. But we too quick to pump our own selves up. We are too quick to send ourselves out. We are too quick to separate ourselves and go on about doing our own little thing. God doesn't wake like that. He said, Together you stand, but divided you fall. More people, more power. More power, more strength in everything. You'll be surprised what this church alone can do. Now, I'll tell you one thing. I hope you get what I'm saying. I'm not going to fellowship with anything in, in anybody. I'm not going to do that for God don't want me to do it. I'm not going to straighten the hands of evildoers. I'm not going to do that. Amen. But I wish to God that all God's people all over the world
and especially apostolic will stop trying to be something by themselves. It takes all of us. God wants all of us. He said we all are just one big body. We all are just one big family. If you believe you got a right to do what you're doing, cut your little thing off. It ain't got no business being connected to the rest of the body. Cut your little toe off and then keep on cutting and keep on cutting. After a while, you won't have no fingers. But they are members of the body. Pluck your eyes out. You can't see. Cut your tongue off. You can't talk. Well, leave your tongue in and cut and pull your teeth and you can't talk. Not plain. God can give us a little knowledge and it goes to our heads. And we think he wants us to be separated. He do not. I wish God would make prophets if there is such in these days, prophets. It had simmered down to just a few in Samuel's time. But he brought them back. But he brought them back through another source. Because he had declared what would not take place in those days. I wish that there was more preachers. We don't have enough true ministers. But you won't allow God to do it because you don't love God's house. Anybody that go to church on Sunday and don't come back on Sunday night, I feel you're sick. I don't mean in mind. I be thinking, well, maybe they's at home sick. Now, if you don't think God wants me to preach this type of message, you judge. This building was dedicated to God around three years ago and the Lord said, it's mine and I will dwell in here. If it's just two or three, I am here. If it's not but one, I'm here. This is God's house. It's the most blessed place there is in Jackson, Mississippi. not because you're going to preach. We are looking for spiritual help. Amen. You misses. Some of you have missed blessings that never will come back to you. But if you wait on God, you'll be surprised. Amen. Where is Sister Amy? Sister Amy, would you come here? God don't use no junk. And I don't want no junk. Huh? I'm trying to make this clear. You sisters that's in a, a, a rage. Let me put it like that. I wanted to fix it up bad. Make it look bad. You that is in a rage. 
and are pointing to get married. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know what you're asking. You don't know where you're placing yourself. But there is days coming if you didn't let God do the job, you're going to be sorry. Your flesh may get tired of waiting, but the more your flesh call for something that it isn't of God, you should pray and fast. Say, Lord, I want to get married, but I want to write man. I want to write, I want to write woman. Because if you don't get it the right one, I declare you'll be in hell the rest of your life. And when you die, you go into hell. That's the truth. I want to make my time God's time. Hallelujah. I want to be able to look out of God's eye. Young women's got degrees. Hallelujah. Some virgins, or did you know it? Some is in their 20s and some in their 30s, never known a man. And then you're going to marry, you're going to get something that ain't nothing. Hallelujah. You need to take God's advice. This sister wanted something very simple. She wanted a car. I said, take your time and wait. Don't get no piece of car. Don't get no second-hand car. Lord have mercy. I want to say something so bad. Huh? You know what I want to say when I say no second-hand car. You want something new. Something nobody has never been riding in. Hallelujah. And you say, God, got what you need. And he said, you is my child. I'm going to give you what you want. Not push anything off on you. She had a special car in mind and she waited and waited down through the years until September the 8th, 1992. Hey! She didn't get no trap. She got the top of the line. When I say the top of the line, I mean, I think it's all the works. Hallelujah. Tell them what you got, honey. Hallelujah. The Lord, the Lord bless me. Come on, you ain't telling them loud enough. I, I know you can talk louder than that. Amen. You, ain't you glad of what you got? Yes. Well, shout. Hallelujah. I'm not talking about like this. I'm talking about in your voice. Blow it out like a trumpet. Hallelujah. Y'all just wait to listen because we're going to have sex. Woo! Come on, come on. <laughs> the Lord blessed me to get the car of my dreams. He blessed me with the 1992 Honda Accord EX. Right. And that's the car that I'm going to have my sister. Woo! 
that's all right. Lord, I know it won't take much to make me shout. Yeah, but try to be glad. Hallelujah. Oh, she can go and talk about it, but I think she's so full. She ain't gonna sleep tonight. She didn't sleep last night. Amen. When God do things for us, we ought to get excited. Listen, listen, listen. I'm your preacher and I'm your teacher for tonight. And God is only speaking through me. He may be speaking to you, but he's speaking through me. And he, God wants you to open your ears and your hearts up where you can hear. But he's the same today, yesterday. Hallelujah. God wants somebody that is ready to do a great work for him. Well, God said he wants you to be as the prayer that he prayed. Jesus' last prayer. He said, Father, make them one. It's not God's will for the church to be divided. I feel mighty bad if I was the only preacher. No, he can use you. He can use a number of y'all, but you got to love him enough to abide in his word and in his will. Are we gonna read something to you tonight? It's coming out of God's word. And then we go into the second half of our Bible class tonight, which is very dangerous. In this portion of it, I'm trying to show you that the reason why that Samuel was blessed, it is because of where he was. Hmm? Oh, some of you, and I wish I had a fortune to teach this Bible class, then I wouldn't, but I'd still be the pastor. You know what I mean? Because some things that I hold back to say because I'm a part of what I'm saying. And sometimes something will get in you if you ain't got the right mind. Say, so he's saying that is because of who he is. And God said, well, I'll let somebody else speak for you. Amen. But Samuel was there to wait on Eli. He was not in the temper so to speak to serve God. Come on. Huh? He was there to serve the priest. Am I right or wrong? Huh? Oh, he put out the lights. He tightened the lights on. Amen. He kept the church clean. And also, let me tell you, if you're listening to me, somebody over here talking, he was a janitor also. Huh? You're more than just a janitor. You're more than just one sweeping the floor. If you mean it from your heart, you are serving God. Not only serving God, you're serving the people of God. Everybody can't do a good job like the one that wants to do it and loves to do it. You ought to be glad to be what you are in the house of God. Give me a job, but I would rather have one in the house of God. I'm blessed to have a job in the house of 
of God. It's a privilege. It's not the amount of money you get. It's where you are. I'm in the house of God. Woo. Ella Robinson got a big family. Ain't working but two days out of a week. He at this church. But he said it was a longing in him. Lord, if you just give me a job in the church, I'll be satisfied. That's been a long time ago. It's not who it is not according to your salary. But the house of God I love. Many can be used by God by being in the house of God. It's like no other place in the house of God. I can go to the altar. Hallelujah. When the spirit moves upon me, I can go to the altar. Cry out to God. Hallelujah. This is God's house. Working for God. Working in his house. is like not working for nobody else. What a privilege. Hallelujah. Freedom. Sometime. I don't bother the secretaries. They don't have no blues on. They don't have a lot of this stuff on. But they be listening to some tapes. Now sometimes you can't do two things successful at the same time. And sometimes you need to cut off from those things and do what you got to do in the line of your work. But there's times that they be doing two things at once. Amen. Listening at a religious tape, whether it's a Bible class, whether it's preaching, and whether somebody else doing the preaching, I walk right on through. I say, what a privilege in the house of the Lord. Do that at the telephone company if you dare. Huh? Do that. It's some other institution if you want to and see how long you'll be there. There is something about the house of God. Hallelujah. Samuel worked there. He served Eli. Hallelujah. Finally God called him. Not to carry the gospel, but first of all, I want to give you a message. Some of y'all, I'm sorry, but God can't use. Eli had two sons. He couldn't use them. Lord, help me and help my seven sons. Out of the seven, some of them, or they want to be like that. Huh? Some of them only want to be where God can use them. Being a servant of God, a minister, 
For our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ puts you where no man can put you. Hallelujah. But you got to be right because it won't last. Huh? You don't call yourself in this. You just be faithful. You just love God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you don't see some folks from one end of the week to the other one or from one month to the next one. And God can't use us. Amen. Now, Eli had two wicked sons. Very wicked. But first of all, let me, let me give you this, a little bit more blessings. Amen. You that ain't got no children and you want some, amen, and you're doing God's will and you're asking for some, you better know what you're asking for. Hannah just asked for one. But Hannah got six. She got more than a man child. <laughs> they just kept on coming. What did she say about that? The Lord just kept on blessing her. Just kept on blessing her. Amen. When you get one, you think that's enough for you going to quit. Amen or not so. When the man of God prayed for her. Huh? My God in her womb opened back up because God closed it. But when it was opened back, my God, you see, amen. There was one of her sons that stayed at the temple. Hallelujah. And he served at the temple. Amen. I don't know. I, I, I might get it. I, amen. I know well, the Lord knows how. But I desire two brothers at this church, amen, not to just serve me, but to take with me, amen, everywhere I go. Now, uh, Deacon Smith, don't you get jealous because you always, you know what I mean, amen. But I hurt his feelings if I leave him out, amen. Amen. But that these two brothers, so after a while, Sister Brooke, you may not have your husband there with you all the time if he's willing to move when God say move and you too. Amen. For they carried me, amen, drove me to, what place was that? Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Well, I think that's where it was, wasn't it? Way up in the hills and everything and they're excellent drivers you know and 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 we just had a nice time i had to hold back seat by myself i'll lay down and 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 i'll get up and sit up and i would listen to them argue with one another you know what i mean and which way they're going and amen but uh, he was the boss back there he's the amen he he was boss of this one and this one wouldn't say too much amen and I was just enjoying him. The Lord had me observing him, you know. Hey, Amen. Every time he starts driving, he'll tell, he back there would tell him how to drive. He, he tell him, says, uh, when he's talking too much, he said, keep your eyes on the road. Because when he stopped driving, he would look back and he'd talk. He'd say, keep your eyes on the road. Say, you, hey, amen, are you going too fast? Are you doing this, you're doing that? Hey, amen. 
Then when he starts driving himself, you know, then he tried to tell him the same thing, you know, amen. So he didn't want to, to correct him, you know. So after a while that his towing was about a mile down the road. So he was driving and going on, you know, and he saw the sign where it say towing. Amen. And he told him in time, he say, uh, you miss your turn. But he said it's so easy and so low, you know. And he just kept on driving and uh, kept on driving. And he said again, he said, you miss your turn back yonder. He didn't pay him no attention. He just kept on driving. That's the way some of us here, you know. Amen. We think we know, you know. And so he got sort of worried. He said, now, Something is wrong. See, I saw the sign way back there. Amen. Saying that the, the turn was up here just about a mile. And I know I done gone about two or three miles. He spoke. He said, I told you way back there, you missed your turn. <laughs> then he lit up. Why didn't you tell me? Why well, I don't know what I didn't tell Then he had to turn all the way. Oh, I just enjoyed laughing at him because we had plenty of time and everything. <laughs> Amen. But somebody telling some of you, you miss your time. Now all the ground that you cover, you got to turn around and go back again. Amen. But we serve God through people and in many, many different ways. I want you to show you first of all what a blessing that you can miss by not being in around the house of God. Samuel was there and God told him. He said, I want you to carry a message. Maybe I better let her read it. I'm going to read it from right now from the living Bible. You already have it, don't you? Verse 12. Listen to this. Now when you're corrupt, God can't use us no kind of a way. And people that is corrupt and that is sinners trying to do something for a name and God won't accept it. You know what God told me to do? He said, I want you to do some cleaning. I'll tell you what you do. How many believe that God will hear their prayer? Oh, y'all don't believe it? Then ask him tonight, didn't he tell me this? To start from here, from the choir stand. I'm not talking about putting you out, but I'm talking about clean and to go over here in this pit and clean the pit. Amen. This pit is going on a fast. I'm talking about just the pit alone, along with myself. And then the choir alone. Y'all gonna be real. Or else. Come on here. Y'all gonna be real. 
junk up here. Come on. And there's a lot of junk over here. I told you last Sunday, God don't use no junk. If there's any junk, let it be out here. That don't mean you that ain't junk. God can use junk if they let him. But you supposed to be instrumental playing on God's program, using God's instruments. And everybody use God's instruments ought to be holy. Everybody sang in the choir ought to be holy. I'm going to tell you something else. If you ain't fit to sing up here, you don't get up here. Neither do you get over here because both places is holy. Supposed to be. And just dropping out of the choir, saying, well, I'm not worthy to sing or whatever, you need to come and confess. Because there's something that you know you've done that is wrong. Oh, I told you, I'm going to hit hard, but right, not right now. Wait, when I get just about through, I'm going to give all of you all an uppercut. And, and that turns your flip. Amen. With the word of God. Amen. But listen to this. I got so much until I don't even know where to start. Lord, I got so much of you. Here's a list here. Is your name signed there? Is your name on this list? You better come and see. Is your name on this list? Amen. You remember the party and the victory party that they had at Jackson State here the other week? Huh? How many remember that? Oh, come on and raise your hand. You, 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 you know. Tell them what it is, honey. Up there. The JSU fraternity party on Saturday night at the old welfare building. How many remember that? Raise your hand. How many remember it? How many remember it? Now you don't want to raise your hand. I didn't say how many went. I said how many remember it? Something going on in your community and you don't know nothing about it? Well, they must have a time. Now they tell me after the celebration, I mean after what they had, amen, then the activities was drinking, smoking, dancing, and cursing at this place. And you know what? I got some names in here was there.
I said, Shay, don't you know I need you to help me fight? Don't you know I need you to help me to stand out? Don't you know ain't no saints got no business around saints jack and say you are saved? God said, come out from among them. <laughs> Dancing on the Holy Ghost. You say you got it. Oh, I ain't going no further with that. Amen. But I got to keep this. And not only that, come here, sister. I got to say this. I don't know what's going to, uh, I'm going to have the music that was playing there. Amen. I don't have it yet, but I'm going to have it. All that stuff. And saints, they tell me that saints now dance with unsaved. Unsaved, close to one another, and they just are going. You reckon them a saint? You reckon them a saint? Are you mad with me or just amazed? You came from over here out of that junk and the devil gonna get you and put you right back in it. But if you're the true God, child of God, you won't let him do it. Amen. And then you think God should use you. Anybody that comes here, no right from wrong. If you come long enough. Samuel didn't do it. But Eli, two wicked sons, you know what happened? They violated God's law. Wait, I better get some reading here first. Listen to this. I told you I got so much until I don't know where. Amen. And, and, and I looked over there and we got some company here tonight all the way from Chicago. I see amen over there too. Amen. And God's just going to bless us though anyway. Come on. Now the sons of Eli uh -huh. were evil men who didn't love the Lord. Oh, did you hear that? Wait till they get through talking and then I'll tell you again. That's all right. I've got time to wait. I'm just waiting. I'm sure what she got is important. Everything all right? Ma'am? I got him. You can be at a place without taking part. Evidently the people was there, they wasn't dancing. It's wrong to dance and it's wrong to even to get that close. I don't care if you wasn't close. I don't care if you had somebody out like this. 
you're still dancing. When folks tell and tell the right thing, that's God telling on you. What's done in the dark will come to the light. Now, Eli had two evil sons. Listen to this now. Now, the sons of Eli were evil men. Evil men. Who didn't love the Lord. Did you hear that? Number one, they didn't love the Lord. And any time you don't love the Lord, you're going to do things contrary. They didn't love the Lord. Number one, do you love him? Then you'll be found serving him. Listen, they didn't love the Lord. It was their regular practice to send out a servant whenever anyone was offering a sacrifice and while the flesh of the sacrificed animal was boiling. Now listen to this, I hope you got this now. But you know what, a sinner does what? He sins, but he what? He practices sin. So they don't trouble him to come with a straight face. Say nothing happened. Listen. And while the flesh of the sacrificed animal was boiling, the servant would put a three-pronged flesh hook into the pot and demand that whatever it brought up be given to Eli's son. Now, did you know that? Do you know God takes care of his priests? Huh? Did you know God had a way of feeding them back there? Do you know after the sacrifice had been sacrificed to God, then God said, then you take the flesh part. And you cook it and you eat it and you make a meal off of it. But some he forbid it. Don't even use it. But this was at a certain time when this happened. Now listen. They treated all of the Israelites in this way when they came to shallow to worship. All right. Sometimes a servant would come even before the rite of burning the fat on uh -huh. the altar had been performed. Sometimes we ain't got time to wait on God. Now that's what I want to tell you when I brought in the marriage. A lot of times we ain't got time to wait on God. God is too slow. Whatever we want, we want it now. God said you can't have it. We say, Lord, I want it now. He said you can't have it. We say, eh, but I want it now. God said you can't have it. And they said, Lord, if you don't give it to me, I'm going to take it by force. I'm going to take it. The reason why some of us is in this kind of a shape we are in now, we don't want to wait on God. And whatever we got, whatever we want, we want it now. And if God don't give it to us, we'll take it by force. That's the reason some of us is in the condition that we are in now. There are great things that God has laid up for you, many blessings. But you ain't got patience enough to wait. God can't use people who are impatient. He wants somebody, number one, to know who he is and to love him enough and to trust him enough and to wait on him. And I'm not really carried up. Well, I'm not really sold on what I heard. 
And I never criticize nothing until I search it out. They that wait on the Lord. Now my version about it, amen, is not they that serve the Lord, but I mean when you don't ask something for the Lord, the Bible said, when you have done the will of God, then you need, a, what did it say now? Then you have need of patience. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. I believe there's a time that we will rest in the Lord. We may get tired and we are worn, but we'll grab a hold to him when there's nothing else we can do and we just hold that hold until Jesus come and we won't let go. But when God give us that strength, he'll mount us up with wings of an eagle. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's the kind of weight I believe he's talking about. Trouble is coming. Yes. Surrounded with everything, but I'm going to wait. Yes. They, uh, Job said, I'll have all of my appointed time. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait till my change come. Hallelujah. You wait on the Lord. I dare to wait. If you wait, you're going to get some strength. If you wait, you're going to get some courage. If you wait, you're going to get some joy. If you wait, you're going to get some peace. They that wait on the Lord. Whatever you want, God got it. But you got to be right to receive it. Eli had these wicked sons and they was classified as sinners. But if you ain't got the Holy Ghost, you're a sinner. Come on. All right. Sometimes the servant would come even before the rite of burning the fat on the altar had been performed. Listen to this. Now you ain't got time to wait. I want it. And huh? he would demand raw meat before it was boiled. He demand raw meat. Give it to me any kind of way. That man ain't saved. You messed up around with. I get him saved. You can't get nobody saved. Amen. I don't believe y'all listening. That's the reason y'all have such a hard time. You won't wait on God. The law forbid it. But eat that fat meat. What fat meat will do for you? What fed me to do for you? Huh? It'll make you fat. You tell any of these sisters that's big, ask them not to eat fat meat. Or some of the brothers, it's fat. That'll make you fat. You don't know what's in fat. You don't know what's in fat to make you fat? Who all don't know? Who all don't know what's in fat to make you fat? Huh? You don't know? Oh Lord, now I got you. You don't know what's in fat to make you fat, to read you get fat and to read you are fat? Huh? 
Some of you fat folks ought to know. I'm not trying to be funny, but I'm trying to tell you. If you eat right, <laughs> well, the pot can't talk about the kettle. I don't think I'm fat. You see me in the morning when I get up, I'm streamlined. All this is gone. But anyway, let me, let me get back to this before you, uh, before the good come out of this. Listen. He would demand raw meat before it was boiled. He would demand raw meat. Now God forbid, under the law they forbid for the children of Israel and the priest to eat raw meat. The priest couldn't serve raw meat. The meat must be cooked. The meat must be well done. I can't even eat rare steak. Y'all don't suppose to eat rare steak. Uh-uh. Well, it tastes better when it's rare. You know why? The blood is in it. Life is still there. You need to cook it out of it. Huh? He said they baked it until it was done. And believe me, it wasn't no pork meat either. Listen. They demand raw meat. He would demand raw meat before it was boiled uh -huh. so that it could be used for roasting. Uh -huh. If the man offering the sacrifice replied, replied, take as much as you want, take as much as you want, but the fat must first be burned, it must be burned, as the law requires, as the law requires, then the servant would say, then the servant would say, no, no, give it to me now, you give it to me now, or I'll take it by force. Lord, you give it to me now, I want it now, I'll take in my phone. What do you mean? I backslide to get what I want. Oh, this is some good teaching. I hope you are getting this. What I want, I want it now. I'll take it by force. Wicked. Wickedness. Hallelujah. It's covering the land. Don't you know I should do everything that is in me to try to keep such spirits out of here? But honey, I can't do it all by myself. You got to help. All the devil want is you to stand against the pastor. And he got what he want. All he wanted you to turn up your nose at the pastor. Say he ain't right. Somebody said years ago now, you don't carry me as far as you can carry me. I must move up a little higher. I must go as though I'm going to another school or college. Hey Amen. You did well when you was going, but 
Now you done got to the place where you can't carry me no higher now. Let me go somewhere else. Let me go to another school and let me get more. Say, I'm drying up. I'm dying here. Hey, man. And then after they left, they did die. I mean, spiritually dead, drained. Haven't grown. Haven't done anything. Haven't gotten anywhere. Hey, man. As long as this is alive. As long as this book is the Bible and the man of God stays in this book you can be educated I don't care where you are these are not my words if I speak the words of God God is there to bless it amen and to give you an understanding all I was all of our getting from one end of the world to the other one it's in here it's not other books it's not separate books. It's one book. That's the reason why so many of us is messed up in our mind. We read too many books and too many commentaries and fail to listen to what God has to say. You all don't have it right yet. And I guarantee you that just about every church is different. And their opinions are different when it comes to the word of God. And speaking what thus said the Lord. The Bible doesn't change and the Bible is right. Unto the merit I command, yet not I but the Lord, let not the wife depart from the husband. And if she depart, let her remain unmarried or be reconciled to her husband. Let not command, let not the husband put away his wife, period. But you said that it says in the book of Matthew chapter 19, amen, that you can get a divorce if you catch your wife or your husband in adultery. Now, fornication and adultery mean the same thing. It depends on what you're dealing with. I suppose it read like this. Whosoever looketh upon a woman and lusts after has committed fornication and adultery. It puts them both together in the same category. Whosoever looketh upon a woman and lusts after her, whether you is single or married, has committed adultery. Whosoever looketh upon a woman and lusts after her has committed adultery in his heart. That mean married or single. For when they said that single people commit fornication, married people or have been married commit adultery. You better know how to rightly divide it. In fact, both of them is sin. Now the Bible said, listen, go to Matthew. I'm gonna show you how folks messed up. And you think because the majority of the people said, you think, oh, 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 it's true. Lord, I got to get out to the other part. Listen, now Matthew, 19 and begin with the first verse. Somebody read it. Who got it? And it came to 
Uh huh. Yes. He departed from Galilee. All right. And came into the coast of Judea beyond Jordan. All right. And great multitudes followed him. They followed him. And he healed them there. Yes. The Pharisees also came unto him. They came to him. Tempting him. Tempting him. Saying unto him. Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Now I want you to get this. Is it lawful for a man to put away his wife for every cause? Now remember this was under the law. Read. He answered and said unto them, Have you not read? Have you not read? That he which made them at the beginning. At the, that made them at the beginning. Made them male and female. He made them male and female. For this cause, for this cause, shall a man leave father and mother, and cleave to his wife, and they twain shall be one flesh. Read. Wherefore they are no more twain. They are no more twain. But one flesh. One flesh. But therefore God has joined together. What God has joined together, let no man come between. Uh-huh. Why did Moses then command to give them? No, there's another question. Why did Moses command this? This was Moses. A servant of God. Why did Moses give such command? Read. And to put her away. And to put her away. He said unto them. He said unto them. Moses, because of the hardness. Because you won't forgive. Of your heart. Because of the hardness of your heart. He suffered, he suffered. You done put away your wife, but now listen to this. But from the beginning. But what? From the beginning. What did he say? So Wait a minute, what did he say? But from the beginning. But what? From the beginning. What is the beginning? Brother, this plain enough for anybody to see. But from the beginning. It was not so. Has it changed? From the beginning. It was not so. Paul picks it up in the book of Corinthians and he said, 